Cellar 12 has got the energy here on. You can subscribe to our vibe. Cellar dwellers got the energy, yeah. You can subscribe to our vibe. Dweller Talk with the freaker from your speaker, Go Go McSprinkles. Hello, my lovely dwellers. Welcome to another episode of Dweller Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things Keller Williams and his music. So I wanted to tell a quick story about some recent current events that happened. And I also wanted to try out a new podcast format here today. It takes some time to put together interviews. So I'm going to try to fill in space whenever I don't have an interview. So I thought, what kind of content can I put on here to fill up time and try to make it interesting? So after driving home from my New Year's adventure, my mind was on cloud thousand fifty hundred and I was thinking about all the things I want to give to you guys like I'm I'm so motivated after a Keller show and I was I was I was out there and I'm like I would love to sit down and listen to a seller episode with you each one of you like I want to I want to chat about a seller show so I thought let me give you my side (laughs) of a chat And then you can fill in your side when we chat next. So what I did, I sat down and listened to um, one of the very first recorded seller shows, episode five. I don't think there are any older ones that exist in MP3 form or any kind of form. But anyway, I listened to it and I took a bunch of notes about every song, (laughs) like four pages of notes. And I thought, I'm just going to go over my favorite parts of this, the episode and add some sound clips for reference and throw it out there to you guys. I don't know. It might be a horrible failure. It might be a great success. But I'm ready to give it a try. Actually, I've fantasized about doing this for years. <laughs> well, I had another podcast in 2018 And I realized how easy it was. And I had the equipment. And I thought, well, the only other thing, well, it was about parenting. And I was like, the only other thing that I could talk for hours about is Keller Williams. I'm like, how would I make a Keller Williams podcast? And I listened to all the shows on archive work. And I thought, I talk to myself while I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, this is my favorite guitar riff right here when he does this. And like, I'll rewind it like 10 times. And I'll I'll imagine talking to someone about that moment. (laughs) So I thought, well, I'll just record that and let you guys know the crazy thoughts that I have when I listen to Keller Williams. And like I said, when we chat, you can tell me your side. I'd love to hear it. And I don't know, whatever. But that's where that thought came from. I was thinking about what to call this different segment. And I fumbled around with a couple ideas, but I think what I landed on is Go-Go's rabbit hole. Because it's like I go down each episode is a rabbit hole and I go down the rabbit hole and just check out every part along the way. I don't know, but I thought it'd be fun to try it out. So like I said, this is episode five and it originally aired. Fuck, close the screen. (laughs) It's too 
I just found episodes three and four. Fuck. Okay. I have to figure out what to do with that information now. I'm just going to continue on. I cannot believe it. <laughs> I'll do those. <laughs> I'll do those in the future. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Fuck. Let's try that again. Okay. So the seller episode that I listened to for today was episode five from March 25th, 2020. I'm going to refer to the names of the songs as what they are listed on archive, not what they actually are called, because some of them aren't correct. And the first song's an instrumental. <laughs> okay. I, I think you guys should all do this at some point. Sit down and do this. Listen to an episode of The Cellar and take notes after you get really stoned and then get stoned again and reread them. And they're hilarious. Because <sighs> apparently the only thing I liked out of the instrumental that was worth noting was sexy grunts. And then I listed the times that he does sexy grunts. moving on uh after that we get stupid questions and this is very reminiscent of the dweller shout outs but it's kind of in the infant stage he calls us repeat offenders oh bumpity bump it's it's funny because like we started out as repeat offenders because that's what he called people that would go to more than one show on a weekend so it wasn't till we realized that we were repeat offenders that we started talking to each other, really. It was like, hey, I recognize that username. And then I started watching. I remember the first username I watched was Kelsey. And I was like, oh, that person was on here last time. And Floydian. Floydian went, woo, a lot. And I remember, I was like, would he be that annoying, like, frat boy that's like screaming in your ear from like directly behind you? So I was, that's what I was, always pictured him as. But anyway, it's going to be a great story when I circle back around. Nope. It's gone. Oh. So anyway, how, how the repeat offenders came to be dwellers. Kept being called repeat offenders and they even made a shirt. I remember at one point we were like, we should make a shirt, says re repeat offender. And Floydian said about putting the names on the front. And I was like, oh my God, that'd be great. And at the end of that episode, Emily had used the chat and said, stay tuned, t-shirts are coming or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, they pay attention to what we say. Like, they're listening. I'm like, that's kind of when it clicked for me that I'm like, this is the greatest gift we've ever been given. Like, oh my God, I was so overwhelmed since that I think it kind of started escalating and we slowly, at one point we, when did we come up with cellar dwellers? I think someone else said it, but I think I said, that'd be a great Facebook group page. And Kelsey said, you should do that, go, go. And I was like, fuck yeah, I will. I've always wanted to do that too. Just like this podcast. 
I always wanted to have a Facebook group where we just shared stories and pictures and stuff about Keller. And I just made it happen. But like, where am I going with this? So in this in this song, we'll just move on and forget whatever I was talking about. I'm sorry about that. He mentions at one point in the song that they added a second camera. He's like, for those of you repeat offenders that have been here before, we have a second camera now. Oh yeah, by the way, we don't really know, but for all the repeat offenders out there who've seen this uh, episode uh, several times, or at least the f- uh, four times, we have a new camera and a new upgraded little sound system. I'm wondering if you can tell the difference. And he said something like, that's new. And I thought that was really cool because I do remember that. It was, it, it felt fancy. I think was the first camera, the first extra camera was in the purple room because all of a sudden we were somewhere new and it it became a recurring thing slowly. I think that's where the second camera went first. Anyway, he makes a weird noise. Bumpity. Oh, and he mentions Emma from Buchanan. It's her birthday. Is she on? Is that what's happening? Is she here? Emma. Hey, Emma. From Buckanan. Buckcannon. Buckcannon. I don't know if you guys hear it, but at one point, I think you can hear Emily with the correct pronunciation. Let me try to zoom in on it. Cannon. Cannon. I just thought that was cool, and I wanted to share that with you. Anyway. Emma from Buckcannon. Emma from Buckcannon. It's your birthday. Emma from Buckcannon, uh, she was a good old uh, uh, student of John McBroom, who was one of the owners of, or maybe the owner of Floyd Fest, and she came and uh, babysit many, many kids, and then I got accepted into that family, and then she babysat some of my kids, too, and now they don't need to be babysat, but Emma from Buckcannon. It's your birthday. Thank you. We appreciate you. He does a funny laugh. (laughs) So the next song, he shares with us that it's a new one. Hey, everybody, this here's a new song. And I don't know if any of us talked about this, but I don't remember realizing that I'd never heard this song before. It's called Repeat. I'm going to play this one with a little reverb and then get into all these awesome requests that I'm not afraid of. Let's see. This one's called Repeat. And I'm thinking that it sounds familiar. When I listened to it, I remembered the pants on the ground comment. She can come like a fool with the pants on the ground, not even get- this, this song is, is pretty freaking awesome. I'm really excited about this. If this is on the new album that's coming out on March 4th. I mean, February 4th, which is his birthday, by the way. I think it'd be a great album song. I'm really excited. Like, I, oh. And then I realized while I was jamming to this, thinking about, oh, this album, it's going to be great. I realized this was in 2020, March of 2020. And we're now in January of 2022. And he's just now releasing that 
onto an album, I wonder how long he sits on new songs. Like how constantly, what's the life cycle of a song? That gets me down that whole rabbit hole. Like, when does he get the inspiration to start writing songs? How long does it take to write the entire song? Do the lyrics come first and then the melody? I can't fathom how that works. But like, how far in the process? And then, like, I don't know. I just, I think the whole thing's fascinating that it's like, he was writing this before COVID and he sang it to us as a completed song. And then two years later, it shows up on an album. It's like, how long till he, from when he writes it to when it becomes an album song? Like, I, it seems surprisingly long. <laughs> anyway, uh, then we move on to In My Mind. Okay, it's really called I Am Elvis, but on Archive, it's called In My Mind. So if you guys are listening along at home, you know which one I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, there's a really cool part where he talks to one of his cats and he says, oh, it's shrimp. No, he's, he starts with it's his grits is on the piano bench. And he's like, oh, no, it's shrimp. I think that's the only cameo of, sh- of shrimp that we get in the cellar. I think it's always Grits from here on out, or Boo Boo Kitty, or Doobie. Grits is on the piano bench. No, I think it's it's shrimp. He does a really over-the-top Elvis impression. I'm Elvis, and I... Alive. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey. And then he tells a story about Locke McShane putting whiskey, no, hot cocoa in his coffee and whiskey. Locke McShane, Locke McShane is back from Steamboat. Lock machine used to put little bits of uh, hot chocolate in the bottom of his coffee that he would mix with whiskey. And it tasted good. Lock machine. Oh, what's the ghost? And I didn't didn't appreciate that story at the time as much because I had no idea who the hell Lock machine was. So I couldn't connect the story with something else I knew in my brain. But now I do. I have a Locke McShane in my brain and I can put that story with that part of my brain. And now it's like, wow, that's an extra awesome story. So I appreciate it now going back and listening. So then he played Landon's Request and in the archive and re-listen stuff, it's called Five, but it's actually Hate, Greed, Love. He repeats the first line. Now hate creep up on you, fester under your skin. Creep up on you, it's so nice he has to repeat it twice and there's a really nice guitar riff that i really appreciated and then towards the end he makes a really a really great laugh and i'm always a sucker for those laughs <laughs> love Anytime he gets a laugh in there, especially the ones that you can tell he's doing it accidentally, like sometimes a chuckle comes through while he's doing something. And I really appreciate that a lot. So I, I enjoy a good laugh. Uh, then we go into Not of This Earth. And he talks about some people that he knows personally, I think. 
Brett Daddy, oh, we like to party. Are you still in Nevada City, California? Brett Daddy, a daddy daddy, a daddy, oh, we like to party. Uh, this one's for Earth Trigger. He made me practice this one because he wanted to hear it. And I always think that's really cool. It's like not more shout outs to the, the local people in his life that are participating. I think that's awesome. Um, so this is a song about Michael Hedges. And it's he makes a comment about the album titles for Michael Hedges are the chorus of the song. It's about Michael Hedges. And all his record titles are in the chorus or some of the record titles. And I remember that story. I'm like, wait a minute. Someone said that to me recently. And I think it was Kelsey. I think we use this as a point of reference in our conversations. <laughs> this fact about the al album titles. Anytime you hear this song, I think you shout out, this is the song that's about the album titles in the chorus. <laughs> anyway, the only thing I don't like about this song, I think this song is a really awesome tribute to Michael Hedges. But there's one line that kind of bugs me. <laughs> I don't know if it's me. I don't care if it's me. But this is my thought. He makes the card comment. Always wanted to be like Except for the day in the car. And that bothers me a little bit, I think, because Michael Hedges, if I'm correct, died in a car accident. I'm like, is that kind of a dig on his death? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a little too sensitive, but I thought that was kind of a harsh line. I think that's about the only time I ever say that about any Kelly lyric that there is. I think that's the one I like the least. That and in restraint, he says he's awake for 11 hours a day. And I'm like, so wait, that's not even from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> like, what? I feel like that's an awfully long time for someone to sleep, especially if they're that horny. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> where was I? Fuck. Okay, Michael Hedges. Oh, and this is where we get the encore. Welcome to the encore, everybody. And that felt like it was like two seconds worth of stage it. Like, boy, we're spoiled. Back in the day, these sessions lasted like nothing. Oh, and he talks about the test runs. Just for fun, I'm just trying not to repeat anything. Uh, I might have repeated some. I, I did a bunch of couple of test shows before we went live with this and I we didn't really keep track of all that stuff and sometimes I feel like I'm I might have already played a song and I, I really like that little aside and he talks about not repeating any song for 10 episodes and uh and I'm trying not to repeat any for at least I don't know 10 episodes that's weird right that's stupid I remember filing that away in my brain and kind of keeping track mentally and for like quite a few shows I kept up with every song that he played and kept a mental tally and at some point I couldn't do that anymore but some episodes he would go just one or two episodes in between playing a song so he did not keep up to that <sighs> so then we move on to some John Prine songs one of which I originally thought was a Keller song Illegal Smile and the other one pretty good I've never heard of we'll get to that I don't know, Keller says some mumbo-jumbo here in the beginning of the song. And then he kind of messes up. Well, I don't know if he messes up or changed the lyrics to the long-haired musicians, insurance men. I didn't know where he was going with that. I thought that was weird. 
All my friends turn out to be long hair musicians, insurance salesmen. Ah. And I've never actually heard the real version of this song. I thought it was Keller's when I first heard it. And it wasn't until I started listening to more of his music. It was one of the first songs I ever heard of Keller's. It was like the fifth song I heard of Keller's at that point in my life. And I thought it was his. So then it wasn't until I started accumulating albums in the plural and listening to enough to hear his style. I was like, that's not his writing. And then I looked it up and I was like, yeah, that's not him. I was pretty proud of myself for being able to identify that it wasn't his music, like his lyrics and his style. So for not having a musical year, I thought that was, I was like, go me. Anyway, so then this pretty good song. I have no memory of this song. I don't know if I was paying attention when I heard this, when he played this. I was clearly not paying attention to the words because I think I have to go listen to this one more time because I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about here? But sometimes in the stage it shows when they're live, I do get lost in the chat. I start getting excited about talking to you guys about everything Keller (laughs) and I stop actually listening to the songs. So I probably did hear this once, but only once, but I don't remember. So immediately I'm like, are we talking about having sex with an alien chick? I met this girl from Venus. Her insides were lined in gold. She did what she did, said, how was it, kid? Is that what this song's about? I didn't go look up the lyrics, and I only listened to it once, but... Molly went to Arkansas. She got raped by Dobbins' dog. She doing pretty good till she went in the woods, got pinned up against the log. She said, eh. I was fairly concerned about the lyrics. I'm not even gonna, nope, nope, I'm I'm not touching any, no, I wrote down some stuff, I'm not even gonna say that. We're gonna move on. So at some point then, after the song, he starts talking um, and he mentions wanting to play Dune Buggy for Snooky Flower. <laughs> and this is for, um, oh, Snooky Flower, Snooky Flower, and Snooky flowers, snooky flowers, yes. And uh, snooky flowers, I'm probably going to do a dune buggy on Sunday at 3 p.m. for the kids show, everybody. <sighs> he said he was going to play at the, the next show, the, the next kids show. And it's funny because I don't have, I have a, a best of album and I have dune buggy as one of the songs on my best of album. So I've heard that song and he apologizes for not playing it at the kids show. And when I heard this and he... He says, oh, yeah, I'll play it at the kids show. It's like, huh, I get to, it's like a bookend of a story. And I had to put the two bookends together. And I did that this evening while I was listening. Anyway, so then he tells a story about Virginia Beach. Uh, remember when I told you about the time that my wife and two dogs uh, uh, and I lived down in uh, Virginia Beach? Uh, what, was, what was it like uh, November to uh the end of February, for a couple years there, lived in a little crack hotel right on the water, right on the boardwalk there, nice $500 a month thing, and uh, I went to school down there, there was a guy called Danny Tease, he ran a record shop down there, sold a bunch of, th- bunch of things, and, and uh, down at the end of the, uh, the strip there uh, was this jetty where a bunch of the surfers would gather, and uh, there's, you know, Virginia Beach on a regular day was really really nothing 
but damn it if these guys didn't figure it out. And uh, so. And how they lived in a crack hotel. And that was kind of disturbing to think about. I hope it wasn't dangerous. So anyway, um, so Killer Waves is, I guess, about that time in his life. And um, so then we've got, it's a pretty standard Killer Waves. Nothing really wowed me about it. But then we got the Thank You Jam at the end. And I love listening to the names. And usually, like in the later episodes, he calls one of the dwellers K. Baldacci. But in this one, he says Dossie. K. Baldacci. K. Baldacci. 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 He says it differently. And I must hear it a lot on my, my best of album. Because when I heard it, when I heard him say this, I was like, that's not right. That's not how he says it later. So he changed the way he said the name. I thought that was really cool. And then he talks about how the next episode isn't going to be a kid's show and it's going to get really dirty. But not tonight. That's Sunday, kids. Don't tune in tonight. Tonight's going to get really dirty. And I was like, I was like, well, I can't wait to do that episode. But then I realized I didn't do three and four. So I have to go back before I do the dirty episode. Maybe. I don't know. So that's the end of episode five of Keller Cellar. Whew. I didn't think I would talk for 20 minutes here. Anyway, um, so I'm going to insert some sound clips of crap that I babbled about. And hopefully it comes together as a nice cohesive pile of hot goo of my brain dump. <laughs> so I did want to share one more thing with you guys before before I sign out and run away and never want to listen to this episode ever again. This past weekend was New Year's Eve and a bunch of us went down to the Asheville New Year's Eve show with pigeons playing ping pong. It was supposed to be, we went down to Asheville New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day we were going to drive to Richmond and see him there. And then they canceled Richmond because COVID's getting worse with that Omicron, whatever. And I decided to still go to Asheville, even though it was just going to be for one night. I was driving down New Year's Eve. I was driving down New Year's Eve. I was staying one night in Asheville at Mr. Charlie's. And then I was traveling to Harrisonburg, Virginia, I think. I just got a hotel and was going to stay there and then drive the rest of the way back to PA. Not very exciting, but... I thought about canceling. I thought maybe it's just not worth all that driving. It's eight and a half hours. It's a lot in one day. Oh, but I thought, you know what? I never do anything for New Year's. So this is going to be my treat to myself. I'm going to make this as worthwhile as possible. And holy shit, did I exceed my own expectations. Um, so I got there at three to Mr. Charlie's. And so we got to, we, we all came to Mr. Charlie's and got all amped up for the show and it was just so nice to see everybody and we get to the venue at 5 30 because the doors were supposed to open at 6 i didn't open till 6 30 and i was standing in the cold for an hour on the concrete being all tired and grumpy so then we get in and the first band was funk you and they were pretty decent there was one part where keller did come on the stage and play with them and oh that was pretty freaking sweet and then Keller came on and he did a very, a very safe playlist, I think. A set list, excuse me. A very safe set list. You know, we had Doobie, Freaker, 
scarlet begonias. I really enjoyed mental instra. That's one of my favorites. And then he, he killed us with a red hot chili peppers jam. Oh my God, under the bridge. Oh, it was amazing. It was life-changing. So, so I think that song in itself was such an epic moment that it was worth the drive down. But it just keeps getting better. So he does his set. It's two sets of pigeons playing ping pong. And so I went in full stalker mode. And I was watching the sides of the stage, trying to see where people were coming in and out of. And I did see him off to the right of the stage. He was talking to somebody. So I did my creepy go-go stalking. I swear to God, I'm sad I didn't record this. I, I was Sometimes I... And so I turned off my camera and he goes around this little corner, like, so he's out of sight from, from everybody else. But I kind of peeked around it because I'm a creeper. <laughs> yeah, I'm a creeper. And he was dancing to the music on the stage. They were playing some sort of reggae song and he starts skipping in a circle and then he skipped towards the door and that was it. And I was like, what a magical moment that was. Like, I feel creepy for intruding on it, but he just had a moment of pure joy for no reason, just full of joy, maybe high on something. I don't know, but happy nonetheless. And I, I got to witness that. And I thought, okay, maybe that's the, the killer moment for the day. That magical moment was, you know, the apex of my evening. And at midnight, Keller came out on the stage as the alien king. And <laughs> he's got this crown and this goofy shawl thing on. And he's waving with like the scepter in his arm. It was awesome. Oh my God. I, I was like screaming and losing my mind. And he blew me a kiss. Oh, I swear to God, it was right at me. I swear to God. And so he played with them off and on. Like he, he kept getting on stage and it was fun. It, he was real upbeat. They were real upbeat. I'd never heard them before, but they were pretty good. But they played forever and ever. And I, I'm i in my 40s now and I'm not as, I don't know, nimble as I used to be. So by, by 12 a.m. I was really hurting. I was really stiff and sore. And they played till 1.30. Oh my God. It's like every song, I'm like, please be the last one. Please be the last one. I don't have the fortitude to keep going. <laughs> and then they play another one. I'm like, oh, this is such a good song, but I'm so tired. <laughs> so I was struggling. I was struggling pretty bad trying to make it through to the end. But I thought if I get to the end, I know right where to stand. I've been watching and I was ready. I wanted to show them my tattoo. Oh my God. I didn't tell you guys I got a tattoo. So yeah, I got, well, I posted it on the Facebook group page. I got Keller logo and it's like the KW is like tie dye colors. It's really awesome. But I wanted to show it to him because I just got it. So I thought that's that's my chance. I, I walk, wait through the whole show. He'll come out and I'll show it to him. <laughs> as soon as the lights come back on, the ushers start herding us to the door. I'm like, okay, happy new year's. It's over. Go away. And I was like, well, I guess I guess I can't stay in my spot. Like I, I'm literally getting kicked out of my spot. So, okay, I, I lose. <laughs> And we were walking up this ramp and I turned around and I realized that Lou was behind us. It was me and the Floydians still left. Everybody else had dropped off by then. I, I applaud your ability to give up and go to bed. That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, so I saw Lou. So so uh, Mrs. Floydian was trying to get his attention, but he seemed in a hurry. So we, we let that go. We're like, okay, it's just not going to happen. So we go out the doors and we were going to go to the right to go to our parking garage, but there was an SUV off to the left that was on and Party Party was walking away from it. So we shouted to Party Party and he waved at us and kept walking. I'm like, guys, Keller's in that SUV, I think. And Floydian said he saw the, like a, a lighter flicking. So he was 
like in there. So, so we decide to go over and he gets out of his car. He was listening to some trippy, he called it desert shit. I don't know. It was, it was maybe ethnic. I don't know. It was, it was nice. I was enjoying it. So he, he, he gets out of his car and he gives us all big hugs and he keeps saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, why are you thanking me? It was just, that was the concert of my life. I'm like, that was epic. And here I am, you know, New Year's Day, giving him hugs. Like, I, I should be thanking him. And I still don't know why he was so thankful, but it was nice. <laughs> and um, so we, we just kind of like curled around his car and he sat in the, dr- the driver's seat and we just chatted with him and party party. And it was really awesome. Like I was losing my mind. I was, I was freaking out like I usually do. And he actually, at one point, he's like, do you guys want to hear some songs off the new album? And if you've, if you're on our Facebook page, I did post that he was in the recording studio, I think in November. It was not very long ago, but it seems like ages ago now. So we knew something was coming, but I didn't know it was coming so soon because he said it's, it's dropping on February 4th, which is his birthday. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And at one point he started singing about, he started talking about Hamilton because he was dressed like the King alien and he looked kind of like the King from Hamilton. And he starts singing one of the songs from Hamilton. And I was like, holy shit. Cause I listen to Hamilton when I drive down to see Keller. Like anytime I'm in the car for two hours, I play Hamilton basically. And so that's kind of become my go-to traveling musical. And I'm like, I listened to it earlier that day and Harry is singing it. I'm like, I was like, what the fuck? Thank you. Thank you, universe, for bringing me this moment. Like, how does that happen? So I was just in my glory. Oh, and then I skipped a step. When he got out of the car, he came to me after he gave hugs. He came to me and started like trying to see my tattoo. He knew it was on my right arm. He was trying to see it, but I had it <laughs> like bungee corded up. I had my, my hoodie on and then I had like the ID badge to get it, uh, the wristband to get into the show. I had that over my hoodie. And then I had saran wrap on my tattoo because it's all gross and goopy. And so I'm like trying to get that stuff out. He's like ripping my bracelet off. And like, I'm like trying to like pry off all that saran wrap. I was so excited to show him and so nervous and I couldn't do anything. I was fumbling like an idiot. So we took really awkward pictures of me holding up my arm and him pointing at the tattoo. Like, yeah, him and the Floydians look amazing. And Party Party even pops in. But I'm like heavy mouth breather with my mask on and my glasses fogged up and this like deer in headlights look in my face. I was not okay. So yeah, so he sang about Hamilton. He played some of the songs from the album, which were really awesome. Like there are some really good jams. We were swaying. He's trying to explain what kind of instruments he's using in each song. And I'm like, um, in, in the song that we were listening to, and I could understand the words individually. Like it was some sort of drum, not a steel drum, but I don't know. And there was another word that sounded completely made up, but apparently is an instrument. I don't know. But like, I felt bad because it sounded very impressive, but I just, I don't know much about music, I guess. So yeah, that was a, a pretty freaking awesome New Year's. I don't think I'll be able to top that one ever again in my life. So, and then, so that that night we went home. Well, it, we just stood around and just kept chatting and it was great. I, I remember talking about the podcast and thinking, what the hell am I telling Keller Williams about my Keller Williams podcast for? Like, I felt like such an idiot. I was just babbling, like gushing. I suck at talking to Keller. And that's why I'm not going to interview him. You guys keep asking. I'm not doing that. I, can, I, I don't think I could. Nope. But anyway, so at that point, we'd just been chatting and Lou was packing up the car and when he was finally done... They head out. They, I don't know if somebody said they thought they heard that Lou wasn't feeling good, but 
I don't I don't know if that was I, I can't validate the accuracy of that statement or who I even heard it from. I don't remember. I remember hearing someone say those words, but I don't know who. <laughs> there was a lot of weed going around. So we went back to I went back to Mr. Charlie's and stayed there. And then, like I said, I drove to Virginia. I was staying at this little tiny days in and I, it was like 10 o'clock at night when I got there. And I go in and there's just me and this lady at the, the front desk on the phone while I'm standing there waiting, I hear the automatic door behind me open and close. I'm like, I didn't see anybody else outside. And that was like two seconds ago. I turn around and there's this cat just sitting on the floor behind me like it's in line. Did that fucking cat just open the door and come inside? And I'm like, this the lady's still on the phone. Does she need to know that this cat is in here? Like, I was kind of like kind of weirded out. But the cat was just sitting there. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to ignore it. And then I realized there was a sign on the front desk saying, please be aware that there are kittens in the area. Apparently some cat had kittens here on the, the hotel grounds and they're taking care of them. And the cats just kind of come and go. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. So it was the the days in at Newmarket, Virginia. So if you're ever in the area, go there. Maybe they'll have kittens. That was the other fun part of my venture. Anyway, so thank you guys for listening to my babble. I recorded way more babble than I thought I would. So I'm going to go add some fun sound clips to that. And I'm going to hope that you guys enjoy. Um, so I decided for my random Keller jam today that I'm going to pull from the Stage It show. I'm going to pick one of these songs that I talked about here in today's episode. And I'm going to play the full song for you. And after listening to the entire episode, I'm going to go with Repeat, the new song that I think might be on the new album. We'll see. So please enjoy that random Keller jam. And if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go get stoned and go play with my... I'm going to go get stoned and go play my son's new made-up board game. <laughs> Peace, love, and K-dub. <sighs> Fuck. She can with the pants on the ground, not even get arrested. Wish out of pits, disregard for the glitz. Mental nirvana she has infested. Throw a shirt in the air, dread out her hair, let her bare feet touch the street. She could live a life looking through the third eye, eat, drink, sleep, dream, repeat. Eat, drink, sleep, dream, repeat. Ocular invalid Felt around inside her head Looking for an epiphany But instead Found a pyramid With the third eye So she could see Multicolors soon discovers beauty without using her eyes. Imagination is the destination. There she's not compromised. So the ocular invalid, she found the pyramid with the third eye so she could see. Where she could look like a fool with your pants on the ground, not even get arrested. The shatter pits disregard for the glitz. Mental nirvana she has infested. Throw a shirt in the air, 
Tread out her hair, let her bare feet touch the street. She can live her life looking through the third eye. Eat, drink, sleep, dream, repeat. Eat, drink, sleep, dream, repeat. She could see the wind. She could see electricity. She could see gravity. She could see sin. She could see space. She could see you disappearing. She could see dead people. She could see the end. Unsure of what? Didn't have a care. All that she knew was all she could see. Living through the third eye is where she was free. Where she could look like a fool with the pants on the ground and not even get arrested. Bush shadow pits disregard for the glitz. Mental nirvana she has infested. Throw a shirt in the air. Oh. Let her bare feet touch the street. She can live her life looking through the third eye. Eat, drink, sleep, dream, repeat. 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 Pete and repeat.